Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel." Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when ye have come, found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, and frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. The big question on everyone's mind, it's a gender thing, or is it? World peace, religion, sex, money, politics, climate change, big business, big ideas, and big egos. Nothing is off limits. As I'm joined by some of the most accomplished and highly opinionated women from the far left, the far right, and the far reaches of the planet. This is Malcolm Out Loud, and you're listening to Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure. Well, the beautiful story of Bethlehem about the birth of our Savior. He was going to lift the sin of the whole world and make peace between men and God. Unfortunately, friends, I think for a lot of people, it's losing its meaning. Well, for some, it's become so old-fashioned and anachronistic, especially for, you know, retailers and Families that are out shopping with the hustle and bustle of Christmas. You, know, you see Xmas in places and you see Christ being removed from Christmas. And this has been an ongoing thing. You've been seeing it build and build over the years. But what is the essence of Christmas? Well, for many, it's lost in the commercialization of its beautiful meaning. The purpose of this Christian holiday Well, listen, uh, some of us are looking for love, hope, and faith in the season, yet many are overwhelmed with their bank accounts and are drained by the expensiveness of this holiday season. Well, Santa's sack is filled with more extravagant gifts about one-up and how much more can we get for the little one, and yet Jesus' sack is getting emptier year after year. Alas, isn't that what we are doing, friends? Well, it's a special show to remind all of us in the meaning of Christmas. Life, liberty, 
and the pursuit of pleasure. This is Malcolm Out Loud here. Our co-host today on the show, Dr. Faye Wilson. You would just hear the words of her reading the beautiful scripture. She's an author, an inspirational speaker, an ordained minister, and a host of Intentional, a beautiful new show that plays on Sunday at 11 a.m. on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network. You can also get their show on podcast now. Shauna Peters joins us. She's from Costa Rica. She's an inner world explorer and guide, an intuitive natural health practitioner. And Linda Martinelli is here. She's an entrepreneur, owner, and president, pro former graphic print source. That's our co-host today, my friends, as we talk about Christmas. I, for one, ladies, go into kind of panic mode. Uh, when, uh, well, November, end of November, early December rolls around. I see, I kind of step out of it a little bit. I see the, the look in people's eyes and the, the crazed look in those folks. Like, you would never catch me in a store, like, buying all of this stuff anymore because people get, they're just all over the place. And the only thing, I, you just see the fire in their eyes to be getting that last gift for the kid. And how many of us as young parents, when we had kids that couldn't even afford it, but felt we had to, you know, pretty much empty our bank accounts and max our credit cards out? Because if we didn't do that, it wasn't the true meaning of Christmas. I remember being a little boy myself. I'm one of seven. And I remember being a spoiled little brat when I was a little young boy. You know, Linda Martinelli, I remember just as a little boy because I didn't get something I thought I should deserve for Christmas. And so I, you know, I whined. And then, of course, you know, somebody probably placated it and gave me whatever. I was just a little, a little brat, a little turd, Linda. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but I remember that, you know, because I didn't get what I want. And, you know, but isn't that. Isn't that a reflection of completely society of what we're raising today? Isn't that it, actually? I mean, that's what it's all about. It's not about well, I think anything that else. That's, that's all year long, not just at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm right there with you, Malcolm, actually. Um, I get very, very stressed at Christmas time. And having grown up Catholic, I still believe in all of the things that Christmas is about. And that's how I choose to celebrate Christmas. So when I was a a mother, I still am a mother, but when I was a younger mother and my kids were young and Christmas would roll around and I'm working and I'm single and I'm raising three kids and there was no time and no money. And here I am trying to make sure that they have every little thing that they want under the tree. And I remember this one year, which turned my life around. I was I was in the grocery store trying to get little last minute things for their stockings because their stockings weren't full and I was stressed about that. So I'm in the line and there's a million people in line and the man in front of me said to his wife, I am never doing this again. And <laughs> Linda, 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 was that me? Was that me in front of you? <laughs> it could have been you, Malcolm. <laughs> and and he said he said, We're doing something different and a light bulb went on in my head. And for all of the years since then, here's what I've done at Christmas, and I love it. I said to my kids right then and there, I am never doing this again either. Um, These are things that you don't need, that you don't want, that I'm just buying you to have something to give you. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to spend the money on, on us as a family, and every year 
I'm going to give you the gift of time and travel. So mm-hmm. every year we're going to go somewhere together as a family and we're going to spend time and we're going to see new places and enjoy new things. And that's what we do. And my kids are all adults and I do it every year for them. Wow. Linda, Linda, that's how amazing. old when you made that decision, how old were the kids love? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I don't exactly remember, Malcolm, but I would say probably something like, you know, four, eight, ten kind of thing. Oh, they were still young. That's what I'm asking. Uh Okay. I mean, they weren't like 15 and 18 or something. No. So they've they've been all over traveling, and that's the best gift I ever could have given them. So what you did on the holidays, you did a travel plan then. You you went somewhere unique, and that was the gift, huh? Yes. Mm. Yes. And now that they're that. older, we might not get to do it at Christmas time. But but with if we can't all do it together with each one of them, that's their gift. And, and we go somewhere every single year. You know, ladies, I read uh, studies on this absolutely 100% for sure just in past recent months here. And I don't know if you know about this, but it's been proven now that people remember this travel like... Uh, um, Time spent away somewhere in an event uh, is far more memorable than a trinket you buy at the Walmart store. Mm-hmm. They'll remember the travel and the moments of that experience and that connectivity. And studies have proven this. Shauna, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I mean, and that's partly why we made a decision to move overseas. And especially if you choose not to travel just to, you know, all inclusives and never leave, you're ch- Children have the experience to see what life is like for other children in the world, other families. So some of our neighbors live in houses made out of salvaged pieces of wood and with dirt floors. Uh, It gives children a very different perspective on life if you take them traveling instead of just giving them stuff all the time. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's what we're seeing. And I think the studies are actually really, really proven that now. Um, We've lost this whole meaning, you know. Dr. Fay, I have said this for years. I said this 10 years ago. I said this 20 years ago. Even when people that knew me would call me the Grinch, you know, which I, mm. I, I affectionately took that title as okay, you know. <laughs> I mean, but, 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 but here was the thing for me is that I see, I've seen over the years the um, over-commercialization and the abusive nature of how Christmas is being dealt with. In I've seen it in political circles with the removal of God from all different factors of society, in, including specifically the birth of Jesus Christ that we recognize that particular day. Um, so here's what I really have wanted to do, and I and I and I've prayed about this. I don't I don't you know I, I know it could probably never happen. I shouldn't say that because anything is possible, Doctor Fay. So I, I probably shouldn't say that, but I know how. People are so stubborn and and thick-headed in their ways. But what I would love to see, I'd love to see the gift-given part of Christmas. And I'd love to see that separated from the birth of Jesus Christ and the fact of that God is in our lives and this is uh, uh, that we recognize the birth uh, of Jesus and we recognize the real birth of Christmas, Christ-miss. I mean, it's the whole nature of this day. And and so what I'd like to see is we move that Christmas, the gift given part of it to like June 
you know, we call it June Miss or something. Do something else. June Miss. <laughs> oh, you're going to have June Miss. Now we can all go to the Walmarts and the stores and whatever and go broke in June. But in well, December, we spent it on this particular time. Now tell me I'm, I'm, I'm crazy here, please. Well, well, you're not crazy, but what you do is just shift the consciousness from December to June. So you have the same spirit operating in June as you had in December. I think the focus is to remind people the true meaning of Christmas. And so shows like this and others that we have here on the Out Loud platform can educate, inform, inspire, motivate, encourage people to keep the main thing the main thing every day. I, I like what Linda does and, and I, I like what other people are doing to help your own family, start with your children, start with those around you to educate and to encourage them to put their eyes in a new direction. Regardless of what your religious beliefs may be, the the the, the problems that we have existing around this time are enormous. I mean, enormous. We have people that are going into post-holiday depression because they don't have the money and they don't have the things that other people are, other people have, children who are getting into states of uh, anger and, and, and depression because they cannot get the games that their friends have. And we have to educate people enough to know that it's, it's not about those things. And I like the June idea because about 20 years ago, I stopped doing Christmas. And I know that sounds anti-faith, wow. anti-religious. I stopped doing it. I refuse to do it. And, and I'll tell you the reason why. Life is too short. When I've stood at too many bedsides and watched too many people leave this planet, I've decided, you know what, I'm going to make every day a day to celebrate somebody's life, a day to celebrate life altogether. And if I feel like going to the mall and buying you something or I see something that I think you would like, I'm going to give it to you today mm. and celebrate your life today. And that's that's what I do. Should I give you my street address now, Dr. Faith? <laughs> <laughs> I have it. I sent you a card. Oh, that's right. I did get that card. Thank you. I never did tell you that. <laughs> so beautiful. I got a handwritten note from Dr. Faye. Like, that's like crazy, isn't it? <laughs> you never get those anymore, you know, because you send an email or a text message. Right, ladies? Yeah. 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 We were having that show, we were actually having that conversation and about <laughs> tech and how nobody uses, you know, nobody sends cards or anything like that. I said, well, I do. You know, I'll sit down. And she decided to prove me wrong, ladies. You see that? I love it. I love it. You know, you're, you are such, uh, a, 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 such a gift, such an inspiration. Isn't Dr. Faye, Shauna, Linda, isn't Dr. Faye the gift that just keeps on giving? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think this whole thing that's going on around the Christmas season, it's one more opportunity for you to say, um, where do I get my direction from? You know, mm -hmm. both Linda and Dr. Faye spoke about this moment where they suddenly decided, hey, it does not matter to me what the social norms are around this time of year. This is what I, this is what is meaningful to me. And I am going to practice that. And I've had that moment in my own life. And so I think no matter what religious, you know, beliefs people have, that is an action that makes such a difference to the quality of life that you live, whether it's in December or whatever month of the year. I wrote a piece about the three kings some time ago, which was very interesting. I need to find that piece. I wrote a whole uh, story about them. I wonder where I put that. I, I've, I've got to find that. Anyways, 
Uh, well, listen, I've got, uh, I, I, I will find that piece somewhere because uh, I remember writing it years ago and it was a funny, funny story in ways, but I used some real life lessons about the Three Kings because quite frankly, I blame all of this on the Three Kings. <laughs> I think this is really, I, I think this is the, the problem of the three kings who did this. And I understand they weren't even really kings. That's a misnomer. We're going to have Dr. Faye. I don't know if she can correct the record for me. But as I understand it, they were not even kings. So we've been, we've no. been kind of disillusioned there. But, but, but no. I blame this all on the three kings. And the more I've seen about that in my life, if it wasn't for these vagabonds and what they did at that moment and the three kings that have said, okay, we wouldn't be in this position today of having to be Walmartized, all of us. I mean, come on, ladies. I mean, come on. It's, it's the three kings that messed this whole thing up. Hold it right there. We'll be right back in a moment. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health. Sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older, until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa. Award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. Let the silent voices be heard. It's the rallying call that started it all. AmericaOutloud.com For a wide spectrum of programming from world and political news, societal and cultural stories, law enforcement, our military heroes, and much more. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. Welcome to the new era in communications. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Well, we are talking about the true spirit of Christmas today, friends. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, and Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure Season 2. We have Dr. Faye Wilson here, Shauna Peters, Linda Martinelli are our co-hosts today. And uh, we're really talking about all of the pieces here about Christmas. And, you know, I, again, I I, I say the three kings, you know, again, there, I, there are a lot of things in our culture that we talk about that are sort of misnomers, kind of misinformation that's been passed down from generations generation to generation to generation and eventually you know come back a hundred years from now and we'll probably be talking about yeah you know did I tell you about those 10 kings yeah there were 10 kings they were actually like you know a gift from heaven and they I mean you know this story will continue to exaggerate Dr. Faye so some point we're going to come back ahead and you know, it's going to be, there was an army of kings that invaded Bethlehem and nobody knew where they came from. You know, they were like an army of ants or something. We do embellish the stories, don't we, over the years? That's always been one of my concerns, actually, about the scriptures, how much is, because, you know, uh, we talk about, when we talk about the Bible, I'm always aware of the different Christian religions and the various ones who've taken the Bible and they, they've, um, well, they sort of murfed it into their own talking points, Dr. Faye. I mean, tell me that's not true. 
No, I have to agree with you that that is very true. Uh, like we were talking about, there there weren't three kings. They were actually called wise men. Wise men. At, that came, and they could have been astrologers. They could have been priests. Right. Um, you know. So why we don't do we call know. them three kings? Why, where did the kings come from? Do you have any I, idea? I don't know. Someone, someone wrote a play. They only had three kids. Oh. I don't know. Oh, I, well. I, I, <laughs> I mean, somebody wrote a play, and now we're calling them three kings. Now we've given them royalty names. That's funny, man. Oh, man. Oh. I really, I've not done that research, honestly. I, it just shows up on the stages. The kids play three kings. I I, I don't know where it came from, but it's, it's not true. That's it's not, not what the true. scripture teaches. And we just nice. read that. That's what I just read in Matthew 2, Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 through 12. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So so they could have been three anything, but we call But you're right. You, you are correct with that. We've all heard the term wise men. Right, ladies? I mean, three wise men. Right. I mean, that's right. right three right. wise men. Mm-hmm. And we used to be able to have the nativity uh, scenes out. Can't do it now, the girl. Wise men. Can't, now we you, cannot. You, you do that now and you'll have a drive by shooting. <laughs> yeah. I still have my little one in my house, but I, I just that that's a huge part of Christmas that I miss because I grew up with. You know the city. The city used to have one. Um, you had the live nativity scenes on people's lawns or on public properties, and now you can no longer do that. And it's I miss that a lot. Let me ask you: What if you? Uh, all right. So let's talk about some practical things here, because uh, Shawna, you were sharing with me a moment ago too, like that you 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 said you came across something that says that we're not commercializing Christmas enough. And which sounds like a real loaded statement and a real, I mean, that's like <laughs> the anti everything to this show, because we're all sort of being kind of pragmatic here with understanding the real values. Like what worries me the most, ladies, in full disclosure, when when I say this about Christmas, it kind of saddens me when I walk through a mall during the Christmas. And I know that's a joyous time for a lot of people. And they think, you know, they'd love to be out with the hustle and bustle of the people and the snow sort of falling in the background and all that. But I tend to step out of a situation and I can see the psychology involved in things. And one of the things I've seen when you're into the stores and stuff is many times you can see different families interacting and different people uh, playing it out uh, really in real life scenes. Mm-hmm. And you can almost see where you know, I, I mean, I've seen these episodes before where they're sort of discussing in a very loud way. I don't want to call it arguing, but they are debating about what to get little Johnny and he doesn't have enough of this or that. Or they're debating that they don't have the money. I've seen those arguments in the malls and I've seen those discussions where, you know, they're emptying their credit cards out or I've been in line and the credit card is denied. And then the next one is denied. And then the next one is denied. <laughs> and then they mm-hmm. sit there and say, oh, um, wow, something must have happened. You know, yeah, we, we know something happened. You're, you're going to the crazy farm, uh, going overloaded for Christmas, way beyond your budget, way beyond right. your means. Let's talk about this over-commercialization that you're kind of uh, teasing us with, Shauna Peters. And tell us, what is their message of that story you're talking about? What, what is that all about? How, why, would they, why would anybody want to make it more commercial? Right. So, yeah, I found an article called Why Christmas Should Be More Commercial. Basically, I, I don't really understand how he completely came to that title, but it is very interesting when he looks back beyond Christmas as it's celebrated in North America as we know it. He um, has a lot of history here. One of the things is that Christmas sort of as we know it was not celebrated in America until 1870. It was very different prior to that. 
And um, back even in Europe, it was a different holiday. It was a pagan holiday. It was the winter solstice. It was celebrate. It was the darkest day of the year and celebrating the return of the light. And so that is, and, and the Christians wanted to put their holiday, um, you know, if you can't beat them, join them type thing. So that's very interesting. So I think what he's saying basically is how Christmas has come to be today. We might as well either just go for it full force, this gift giving, not feel any guilt, not feel any pressure, or, you know, look at what it really was. Because a lot of what we do and gets mixed in, just like we were talking about, there wasn't three kings, but that's sort of in the, the mindset of everybody. We've pulled in a lot of things um, and, and connected them to Christmas that really aren't part of the original story at all. So he's saying just go one way or the other, basically. Go one way or the other, make your mind up. Shauna, uh, we may find out that they, they weren't three kings after all. They were three criminals trying to pull a heist out of Bethlehem. Right? <laughs> 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 that, that may be the story of the future, ladies. You know, well, they were, they were three criminals, actually. <laughs> they were trying to they steal were... the frankincense in the mirror. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's funny. And, and Santa Claus was used to be Sinterklaas in, in Dutch, Mm-hmm. And and it was actually Coca-Cola in 1920 who depicted Santa Claus as the big, robust, round mm-hmm. Santa Claus that we have now in one of their Coca-Cola ads. So really, they started this whole look of Santa Claus the way that we know it today. And how com- how much more commercial could you be? You know, it's it, I think it's time for us to grow up and be our own individual light, our own individual power, because... Because the majority of people are doing something, I think we have access to so much information and education, as Shauna was reading there and the things that Linda has said. We can be more enlightened. We do not have to follow the crowd, um, the the pagan holidays, even Easter. And, and we teach our children, you know, that there's a Santa Claus for what, however many years. And then when they get it to the place that they no longer believes or they discover it some, somewhere, somebody told them that uh, that there is no such thing as a Santa Claus, then they find out we've been lying to them. I know. Then, we ex- then, they, then we expect our child to honor, respect, and believe <laughs> what we say. We, we told them that there was a Santa Claus. We told them there was a tooth fairy. Easter we told bunny. Them that there is an Easter bunny. And all of these lies we have this told our children. Funny. And then we're surprised that they're a rebellious teenager. Isn't that wild, Linda, Shauna? Think oh, about that Oh, I love those stories, though. And But you know what? From, from then to now, mm-hmm. um, when, when people that our adults now were children, 72% believed that it believed in Santa Claus. Now it's only 31%. So that's dramatically gone really? down. What hasn't gone down really is, is that people still attend, you know, family gatherings and so forth on the holiday and somewhat less people attend a religious service. So that went down about 15% um, from this in the, in the last generation. So I, it still breaks my heart that we're losing, well, we're losing a lot of the religion around said. Christmas. Well, mm-hmm. what you just said, though, is everything has fallen apart, Linda, with the whole holiday. What you just stated, I did not know. Uh, you're but, saying but 72 what, to 30. What hasn't fallen apart, what? what's actually risen, Malcolm, is buying gifts. That's ah! risen. <laughs> so Which is my whole Christmas. point. Then, yeah. Linda, Linda, do you think that's because people are buying more online? 
now? Oh, absolutely. It does I mean, make it yeah. easier. It's easier yeah. now. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But but I think a lot of people feel kind of obligated to buy gifts. I for me, I would like to see that the spirit of the holiday come back. And mm-hmm. with with this kind of fight that we have going on in the country between religion and secularism, it's it's difficult because we can no longer really display the religion around the the holiday, which is what the holiday really means, at least to me, how I grew up. Wow, you are a yeah. you are a lady after my own heart, Linda Martinelli. I mm-hmm. have to tell you, you know, if if you ever leave your husband, talk to me. You have a lot of views that I have. So <laughs> she'll tell Ron that now. So what's really going on over there, man? But what I'm you're have saying? Ron listen to this show, Malcolm. Uh, what's that? <laughs> I'm going to have Ron listen. Uh, you to do show. it. You do. He'll <laughs> chuckle. He'll chuckle good. He's got a great sense of humor. But um, you're so funny that way and so accurate and true and full mm-hmm. of wisdom in the way you say that, Linda. So I, I totally agree with you. Um, I think that, you know, it's everything you've just expressed, though, Linda, with the numbers and the way they're going, it's become very clear that we are losing this holiday. And I wonder, ladies what it's going to look like. Uh, Again, I always use the example. I I love the concept of being able to step out of life and coming back 100 years from now, 50 years from now, but 100 is even really more spectacular. But imagine if you could stop right now and come back 50 years from now, like right now in 2017, uh, almost 2018, if you you took 50 years back, ladies, imagine if you went 50 years in the rears, you realize where we were at and what we, the style of life we had at that point. Oh my gosh, I don't really want to. (laughs) It's not the life I would choose. I I think that's important, though, to think about. Like, you know, I just read some of the stats about around this holiday. Life is always evolving, you know, and it will continue to evolve into the future. It will change. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean it's going to be bad. It means it's going to be different, you know, and we need to stop. We talked on the show we were recording yesterday about how fearful people are about change. I think we need to stop looking at change, even change that's happening around the Christmas holiday with fear. And I think, you know, when it comes down to your own home and your own practice, Mm -hmm. do what it is that, is meaningful to you like Malcolm you were saying I think we should separate gift giving and you know Christmas day so do you do that at your house well, that's putting a, you on the hot spot that's a, that's a great no Shauna that I respect and appreciate you saying that um no because you know what's happening is the kids are already indoctrinated into this other way and and of course mom won't allow that to happen you understand you know because she has her own view. And so I'm about totally being different and unique. So I'm like totally cooling down with all of it. But again, you know, I remember the best, well, you know, back to what Linda said moments ago, Shauna, uh, now that I think about it right now, you know, the best Christmas we had in previous years. Now my two are 14 and 15, a uh, girl and a, and a boy. And uh, one of the best Christmases I gave them, and Linda, you're spot on again, as, as you most uh, often uh, are, is I took them on a travel holiday, okay? And that's the one they remember the most. And that's the mm-hmm. one they always ask about. And that's the one they want to repeat. That's the one they mm-hmm. want to go do. It's not about, what well, do you remember that thing you bought me when I was in, you know, fifth grade? You know, or third grade, they don't, that never comes up. Mm-hmm. You know, never. Mm-hmm. But you know, mm-hmm. they remember the time I took them to Manhattan and they had, mm-hmm. they had Christmas in the city. 
You understand in New York and, and Times mm-hmm. Square and the, the, the big ice skating ring and all of that. And, and then we went, um, uh, we actually, back then, this is, some, this is several years ago now, I, maybe about, I don't know, not too long ago, but maybe four or five years ago, I think it was. You know, not, not crazy long, but enough that they certainly know it. And, you know, I got to tell you all, you know, we stayed in the city there at Trump, one of the Trump, top, one of the Trump hotels, you know, uh-huh. you know, and because okay. it, it was really, really very, you know, oh, yeah, doctor, it's really, really posh, you know, and really, really. Yeah. yeah. And we were doing it up. So we went, we, we didn't spend all the gift thing. We put it in the, the travel. I, I just want to bring back the Christmas. I want the Christ back in Christmas. And that's the way that it, Beautiful. it has been in history and it needs to be again. And there's a beautiful thing about that. As Dr. Faye just said, it's, it's, that's where it should be. And we can't continue to let politicians take, take our Christ out of Christmas and take all of our religious displays down with some excuse that it's a separation of state and, and church. It's, it, we are a Christian country, and, and I think yeah. that, that I want to live back in that Christian country. Absolutely, because See, I, they, they, don't, they have missed the point of separation, because yes. that, was, that was not the intent of that statement. And I, I think you're right, Linda, that it is, I think we, our voices, the, let the silent voices be heard. I think this is a, a great place to speak up and speak out about those things. And we can make a difference. We know that that one person can ignite a fire that will not go out. You know, I, I think I, I have a different perspective, even though we still celebrate Christmas. We, um, our tradition is that we watch the Nativity Story movie on the 24th in the evening. And, um, uh, you know, but as a Canadian, we have a very different perspective. When I have, I've now made many more American friends, and we're very different um, in that way in the two countries. And church and state is much more separated. And as Canadians, we are taught from the very beginning that we are a mosaic of people. There are many holidays that fall at this time of the year, and I can say happy holidays to anybody that I don't know what their um, religious beliefs are. And I say Merry Christmas to those that I do know that celebrate Christmas and that doesn't bother me at all. It, you know, it is what it is in my heart and in my family and I can respect what others celebrate what's in their hearts and that they practice in their family and that doesn't change who I am in any way. Well, but and Shauna, because you just are naturally a respectful person, clearly, and every time you, you make always make a lot of sense and you just did right there as well, you know what it is, and I agree with you wholeheartedly, Shauna, in the way of this, we are losing that acceptability of each other and the beauty of the world is the diversity okay mm-hmm. and i keep saying that it's my biggest talking point shauna is the diversity of the world is a beautiful thing so the the one particular thing that a lot of people find ignorance about and fight about or some find somehow find hostilities about because they don't like you because of x or because of y is exactly what I find the most beautiful thing on this whole world. I mean, it's like the one treasure of life for me is the fact that we're all different creatures and we look and act differently. And I just think this is the beauty of the whole planet. And yet others find so much negativity in that. They just kill each Mm -hmm. other and fight each other and tear each other apart Mm -hmm. and they just get ridiculous and over the top Mm -hmm. and it gets insane. And by the way, Mm -hmm. 
When we get back in a quick pause here, I want to talk about this church and state. I want to clear it up for listeners and myself included. And Dr. Fay, you said that's not what it really meant. I want you to explain what you meant by that when we come back, because you said that's not what it really meant when Linda was saying, you know what, I want to put my manger scene up and I don't want somebody to shoot me while I do it. Thank you very much. Hold it right there. We'll be right back. The Out Loud Perspective awaits you in life, love, politics, a healthy lifestyle, your faith, personal development, and living an out loud life on AmericaOutloud.com. Glitcher News and Entertainment Network, where you can listen 24-7 on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. We are back here. It's Malcolm Out Loud. We got Dr. Faye Wilson, Linda Martinelli, Shauna Peters here are our co-hosts. We're talking about the spirit of the season, and we're talking about Christmas or church and state. And but you know, there's another part to this as well. Um, one of my favorite classic films at this time of the year is, of course, I'm a big, big Dr. Seuss fan. I'm a huge. I get every book Dr. Seuss ever wrote, ladies. I do, too. Every book he ever wrote. I've got all his children's book, and I've got his adult books and his backstory. And, I mean, I'm, I'm an avid Dr. Seuss cat, you know. And, of course, Linda, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, you know. I mean, and then, and, and so the, the, the opening statement to that, and then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. What if Christmas, he thought. Doesn't come from a store. What if Christmas perhaps means a little bit more? You know, when you think about it, the Grinch and Dr. Seuss, Theodore Gazelle is his name, Dr. Seuss, he's a hero. He's he's an international hero. He's not just an author. He was a hero. Tell me. (laughs) Yes. Dr. Seuss is a hero. Don't you think, Linda, he should be an international icon? Yeah. Well, I... I like Dr. Seuss. I, I also have every single book of his. <laughs> See how much we got in common, Linda. I'm telling you, you're with the wrong guy, I'm telling you. All you women, you know. <laughs> but the, I forgot about that, the, what you just read. And, yeah. and I remember reading that over and over to the kids. And, yes, that's, that is a wonderful statement. And that's exactly how I feel about Christmas. So when people call me a Grinch, and they've done that, I take that as a great compliment. That is like a beautiful That's thing true. for me. It's like you call me Grinch. So I, I just am digging that. That's like calling me, you know, like something like a rock star. Because here's a cat who changed the whole paradigm in this thing by saying, you know what? What if Christmas does not come from a store? Hmm. What if <laughs> Christmas perhaps means just a little bit more? I love that. It, it it all comes it all comes from the heart and that's that's how I'd like to bring it back I I can't get out of my mind Malcolm the people trampling over each other on Black Friday <laughs> that's, <I know. laughs> that's not Christmas to me Dr. Faye tell me about church uh, yeah, and state I, you know we have to look at it what the origin of that statement and it was a letter written by Thomas Jefferson on the behalf of a church where government should stay out of the religion the religious part and in the constitution, and this is my understanding and what I've read over time and over years and have heard a number of people speak on this issue is that religious freedom is at stake here. And when we 
when government dictates as to how I can worship and how I can express my faith, it is no longer separating itself from me. It really meant uh, that government should stay out of the religious uh, arena and allow people to worship freely. And when you tell me I can't put a net, I didn't even know uh, that there was a law that you can't put a nativity scene in your own yard. I, I don't. Oh, in many places, in, in, in cities or in homeowners associations, sure. You know, like government parks. Now, I've seen, I've seen it. It's it's yeah. very disputable in government parks, like in the city and stuff, ladies, you know? You, you, right. You, you can't do that. They're, they don't want you to do that. Now, some some still try to do that and push the envelope, but you're saying that, that the church and state, though, that— that, that what? That what's the summary this, of that? This, this is what it says. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. So that we, as, as a person of faith, that I have a right to express my religious freedom as long as it's not violating anyone else's space. I'm not hurting anybody. My nativity scene is not bothering anybody. That's my right to be able to place that where I want it. And I have a, I have an issue with even uh, government-owned property if people in the community agree that it's okay for it to be there because those are taxpayers. There is no real government without those people, without people involvement. Those are taxpayers. Well, government is a, representative of the people is what you're saying. Exactly. It's exactly. supposed to be that and, way. A government of the people, by the people, and for the people. Right. That's all part of the original uh, Constitution and the, the way this country was established. And if we allow government to continue to manipulate that law, Mm-mm-mm. then we are losing freedoms every day. It seems uh, subtle, but yet it is ma- it is major. Because if I can't put a cross in my yard or put a nativity scene in my yard, mm-hmm. then my freedoms are being violated and taken away. And next thing you know, they'll tell me other things to do that I don't want to do. So where do we draw the line? Hey, Dr. I Faye, agree, that's major. Have you, mm-hmm. ever, have you ever agreed to, have you ever thought about running for political office, Dr. Faye? I've been, mm-hmm. asked, to, I've been asked to run for mayor, but I'd rather be on America Outline. Oh, baby. There you oh. Go. I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm talking bigger than mayor, though. I'm talking like a, a, sen- a, a United States senator, a congresswoman, or be, you'd be a great president as well. You'd be, a, you'd be an awesome president. And Although, I hope Jennifer Breeden doesn't listen to this. She'll be insulted because I've, I've already said three times she's that she's going to be the next president. You know? Aren't you running her campaign? I was going to say, I'm running her campaign, Sean, and I'm going to run Dr. Faze. I, <laughs> I love it. The, what we're doing is we're we're having, as Dr. Face said, we're we're really being ruled by the the very few that have the objections to us putting these displays out, instead of the majority of people that want them. And the majority is silent, so the very few win. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, because Christianity is still the number one religion around the world. Sure. With almost, what, it's over 2 billion, almost 3 billion maybe people who have actually, and, and again, I don't know where these numbers come from and who counts people, but I do, <laughs> I don't, I just always have these questions about surveys and statistics. But I do know that there are Christians in this country, and this is a very, this nation is built on faith. The people who built it, they came here because of their faith, and they're wanting to have the freedom to worship their God in their way without fear of religious persecution. And now we're having religious persecution from another, on another level. It's not like, not, not like it was then. It could cost you your life. But 
I wonder how far will they go? People are being told how to worship and what they what they can and cannot do. So where are the boundaries? How far will they go? Well, the freedom of religion is under threat. That's how far they'll go. Yeah. I mean, yes. it's being yeah. threatened all the time, ladies. Yeah, come on. You know, yeah. I mean, Shauna, is there any difference in Costa Rica? Uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, freedom of religion is alive and well there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a predominantly Catholic country, um, and there there's a lot of Protestant Christians, so that is definitely the overwhelming majority. Um, and then people who are just nominal, sort of, you could say, about their faith. Um, and you know what? Christmas isn't a really... It's, it's celebrated. People will get together with their families. They make tamales. That's a big family event. The whole family gets together because it's mm-hmm. very labor intensive. But in terms of seeing displays and yes, you can go to particular stores, but it's not a really big deal. People celebrate it with their families. They enjoy that family time and they move on. It's not a whole month or two months of buildup and, so, you know, like that, that's in what you just States. said. That's that's key. What you just said, the build up that that Shauna is actually one of my bigger problems of the holiday. Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> and you're saying so they celebrate it in Costa Rica, but they don't get crazed about it over the period of a month or two. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's people who choose to be live their lives very similar to the way North Americans do it as right. well. But it's right. not what I see um, the majority of people doing. And. Yeah, it's really nice and relaxing, actually. You know, I like the idea of uh, one of the things, ladies, that always uh, disturbed me is uh, Shauna just hit it head on was the buildup. It always frustrated me how like in November, like I always kind of started thinking like this, ladies, like you're almost almost a month and a half of your life is taken out of your life in the moment of thinking about Christmas, you know? Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. it's really insane. And I used to struggle with that, Linda, years ago and thinking, because, you know, you had to accept that with family and children. And, you know, we've all done that stuff. And then, you know, it becomes a ritual and what you're supposed to do and not supposed to do. And, and of course, I do everything differently, or as some people would call it, Linda, ass backwards, you know. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's kind of how I do things, you know. And, and, and so, but, but, but that doesn't mean that others are going to accept that, Linda. You understand? I mean, I'm all for doing things a little different, you know. But, but uh, others maybe like tradition. There's something about tradition they like. Mm-hmm. I like to make new tradition, you know, new tradition yeah. based on new Well, values. tradition shouldn't, shouldn't be putting out Christmas things at, at Halloween. Right. You know, that, I mean, that's as early as we see it anymore. <laughs> right, and right. I, I just find that frustrating to walk in stores. I'm not ready for that. I, I'd like a much shorter buildup if possible. I know that that won't happen in our commercial wor- world, but I, I really get tired of having Christmas for two months of the year. Well, let me speak for all men out there a moment, ladies. Okay. Allow me to speak for all the men and, 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 and represent <laughs> the gender moment. So, we don't want to shop in October and November. Men like to get out there on like December 23rd and 24th. <laughs> That's how we do it in our world. And we're perfectly good with that. So if we've got to go do it, and there are times where I had to succumb to the um, societal means of this uh, uh, once pagan holiday turned Christian holiday turned over commercialized retail Walmart holiday. <laughs> Uh, and my mode and goal to create a universal movement to move it to June. So we call it June Miss. June Miss. So you got to buy all your gifts at June Miss. 
And in December, you have to, you celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, and it's more of a, a Christian holiday that we, which is the intention of it. I, I got to ask you, Doctor Fay, I'm as confused as anything. I remember reading the backstories about the pagan holidays. I, I think, listeners, you might want to know as well. I know I want to know. Do you know, like in the case of Christmas, in the case of Easter, which were pagan holidays and are that's how they started. How did they, there's a story behind? Does anybody know how they turned? from the pagan holidays, because I think it's just as simple as Christians started embracing that and trying to turn the tide to be more pleasant, or is there a bigger story behind it? Does anybody know? Uh, yeah, I what I have here and what I know about it is just that there was there were these holidays, and it was sort of this attitude of, well, if you can't beat them, join them, and we want to celebrate too. Everybody else is celebrating, so we're going to say, you know, that Jesus was born on December 25th. I mean, that's not something that anybody knows what day Jesus was born. Um, and so they just plonked it down there. I mean, it does make sense. You know, the holiday of the winter solstice, it is the light returning into the world. So it's a beautiful time if you're celebrating Christmas to have that holiday because nature is supporting you, at least in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, And and so I I kind of like that they go together. Um, And so, yeah. Uh, And I've heard what she said before. Dr. Faye, do you know that to be true as well or what? That that is true, and like anything else, I don't know if we, if we can call it evolving or devolving. Mm-hmm. Is that whenever enough people do a thing, suddenly it becomes true for everyone, mm-hmm. and it's following the course of things. Okay. And people go without questioning. They go without. Um, you know, digging a little bit deeper. Thank God for the internet. People are starting to Google a little bit more, being a little bit more, and find the origin of things rather than jump on board because, hey, everybody in my family is doing it. I want you to think about the the most craziest Christmas story you have as a kid, okay? I want you to think about that. I'm going to share that with listeners in just a moment here because I got one I want to share as well. But you, you got to do it <laughs> in about 30, 60 seconds. So a quick story, about a minute or so, each one of us take. Before we do that... Just want to take a moment and tell listeners that, again, Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure. Listen, the live feed every day at 5 p.m., you'll catch this show, of course. There's two encores after that, friends. There's an 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time now, but there's also 9 a.m. GMT in Europe, where you get it to... Uh, from that time zone as well in the mornings. Okay, see, all those time zones are on americaroutloud.com on the Life Liberty show page. You'll find it there. But listen, friends, all of these episodes, this magnificent body of work, goes to podcast, okay? We're on all the podcast networks worldwide. But what I need you to do for us is to go to iTunes. Subscribe there on iTunes, please, to the show. And then leave a comment, leave us a message or two on the review and rate it, if you would. Rate it five stars, we'd be thrilled uh, if you'd rate us five and give us a review. That helps a lot with the world of Appleness, <laughs> And that's how you move the, the ball there with them. So, it, it, again, just a quick message for you to do that for us, please. We really appreciate that. And again, America Out Loud throughout the whole season here in this beautiful uh, season of spirit and given. And, and I, I want to leave you with a positive note because I don't want you to think I really am Scrooge or, or Grinch. I like to be Grinch, not Scrooge. There's a difference, ladies, right? <laughs> and right. so <laughs> I, I want to um, 
leave you with this thought too that America Out Loud is just bustling right now with so much going on. And as we now get into January, we've got a phenomenal new programming, new shows, new schedule, new everything coming out. I got to say, it's going to be an incredible year. Mark my words, 2018. So tell your friends and family and let others know about all the awesome things that are happening on this network. And we are blessed and pleased that you're here with us. And now I want to go and get the quickest, craziest, insane story from Shauna Peters. What is it, Shauna? Well, I don't know if my story is like too crazy or insane, but the one that stands out most in my mind is when I was 19. I went to visit my friend in New Zealand. So it was my first experience or really even thought of a Christmas without snow. Mm -hmm. And we had a barbecue of lamb on the beach and New Zealand is a tiny island. So it's very costly to get um, commercial goods in and out. So many of the gifts were handmade in the family that I stayed with. Mm -hmm. And it just completely changed my view about Christmas and opened my eyes to something different. And I'll always remember that one. Ah, that's good. No, that's a good story, Shauna. That's really, really good. <laughs> and by the way, New Zealand is not a small little island, love. It's a, it's a pretty good sized country. Two. Yeah, it's two. Well, North it is. South. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. You know, it's not like North America where no, we have cats. No, but it's listen. It's good flow easily. When you say I'm a little saying. island, I'm thinking something out, the, something out in the Caribbean, you know. But uh, yeah. <laughs> now, I've been to New Zealand too. It's magnificent. Ima- imagine, Shauna, when you fly into the island there. Oh, is it not breathtaking, huh? At New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. It's a, beautiful. Go there if you haven't been. Oh, what a magnificent country. Truly, truly is. And the people are outstanding there. Just outstanding. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's Amazing. a place I would move, uh, really. Uh, okay, Linda, what's the, what's the big story, your big uh, Christmas story? Oh, gosh. You know, I I don't have anything odd that happened on Christmas, but I was one of five. I'm in the middle. Uh, We were were a handful for sure. And we had great Christmases, lots of gifts and family and so forth. But but we were kind of spunky kids and Christmas morning would come and, you know, we'd be up early before the parents and we... (laughs) One year we thought that it'd be really funny to put saran wrap on the toilet for my dad. And, oh, <laughs> and um, I want to tell you that was not a good Christmas morning. <laughs> oh, dear. he was not happy, was he, Linda? He was not happy, but it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, that, now that you look back at it, it was hilarious. That is a great story, man. That is a good one. Dr. Faye, what's your quick story? My, my quick story, it was uh, uh, up until four years ago, I was always on the road. And so I was on my way home uh for christmas and my my car hydroplaned (laughs) and i lost complete control over Mm. an icy road and i was able to uh, get back home and that was a crazy christmas for me because i expected to be with my mom and family and i ended up um i think going out for chinese food that christmas so it just (laughs) but it was good it was good good. because i was safe i was grateful Mm -hmm. because i was safe yeah yeah chinese food at christmas i've actually done that dr Fay. when i was traveling one year we stopped at an asian place has some fabulous chinese food it's good goes well with christmas (laughs) yeah and that's a jesus take the wheel story Jesus, take yes, the wheel. It is. Amen. Absolutely. There you go. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, mine is when I was a little boy, uh, probably six, seven, eight, nine, right in that area there, m- myself and my uh, a couple of my sisters. Now, I had five sisters, but there were two of them at that particular time. And uh, we went downstairs. Uh, that, we seen that uh, they had put some gifts down in the basement. Now, we still believed in Santa Claus, but the ba- the, the um Gifts were put in the basement, and we noticed something was going on. Well, we went down there because we were curious to check out what was happening with all the movement in the basement. We seen all the gifts, 
And we then discovered that Santa is a little suspicious, you understand. This is when you're at the age of maybe possibly discovering. Well, our parents were not too happy with that. And when they discovered that we discovered the Christmas was not really there and Santa was being, you know, the the juxtaposition of dad playing Santa was, hmm, a little suspicious to us. Well, what happened is uh, we got punished and had to sit on the sofa. So I still have a picture in my mind of the three of us, me as a little boy with blonde (laughs) hair sitting there and my sisters on the side of me being punished for having to expose that Santa Claus did not really exist. (laughs) (laughs) And I will never forget that image in my mind. It still sticks with me today, uh, many years later. But anyways, there is indeed a beautiful spirit of Christmas, friends. And it is all how you interact with people. People. And as I say to you all the time, when I get the chance and the opportunity to talk to you, embrace this life, embrace the gift that you've been given. And truly, it is a remarkable moment that we are all here just enjoying everything that life can bring to us. And you know what? I am grateful. Believe me, that's my Christmas gift. I don't need anything else but the gift of life. It is truly amazing. Thank you for being here with us today on Life, Liberty, and invite you back to America Out Loud. Shauna Peters, Linda Martinelli, Dr. Faye Wilson, this is Malcolm Out Loud to be continued, friends. <laughs>